0: Finovate showcases cutting edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Finnovate podcast. Joining me today, we have Flavio Monsi, the CEO of Tessa B. Flavio, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So, to start, could you just give us a quick introduction on yourself and what Tessa B is all about? Certainly. So,
1: uh, I uh, I joined uh, PCS Wireless uh, about uh, seven years ago. Uh, PCS Wireless being one of the largest uh, pre-owned phone distributors uh, around the world. And from that point, we started looking at well, what what does the industry of uh, pre-owned wireless phones looks like, and how would it look like in the next uh, you know five to ten years. And uh, that sort of drove us to where we are today. And we, we pretty much believe that, uh, that the industry needs, uh, it, it's ripe for transformation. And uh, we have built uh, Tesla B Corp. Uh, we've separated from PCS Wireless uh, since and are now looking and, and very much focused on disrupting this uh, uh, 67 billion worth industry over the next, uh, over
0: the next year. Great. So um, I guess the first question that we just have to start with, obviously secondhand phone market, not something we typically would talk about on this podcast dedicated to financial technology, but, but why should the fintech industry be really interested in what the secondhand phone market looks like?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of reasons why. Uh, one of them is just the, the sheer value of it. So the, the fact that it's, uh, it's expected to grow to, uh, to be worth $67 billion in a couple of years is, uh, should, should be attractive for, for anyone. Uh, On the other one is, uh, one of the things that we're really looking at is just making the entire industry much more efficient. And what this means is really being able to allow a seller of a used phone to capture the full value of their phone while the buyer is paying a fair uh, price for it. So today it is such an inefficient industry that there's an average of seven middlemen that touch the phone between the time that the seller sells it. And the end buyer, uh, the ultimate buyer, buys it. This basically makes uh, the price of the phone much more expensive than it should be. So we believe that by making it more efficient, we will allow a growing number of uh, users to have access to uh, almost top-of-the-line technology. So if you think about a phone that is a year old or two years old, it really is a computer in your hands. It's uh, it, there's nothing wrong with a two-year-old phone, uh, provided that you know it's in working condition. So. By lowering the price, we would be growing uh, the user base of, uh, of, of technology, which also obviously will allow them to uh, insert themselves into this uh, world of connectivity and this world of, of, of services, including financial uh, services out there.
0: Sure. No, I think that's, you know, a lot of banks struggle with the idea of how can we reach people who, you know, we know as an organization, we want to try and reach unbanked people, underbanked people. And there's this question of how can we actually get in front of them and getting a really good mobile phone in the hands of more people quite clearly makes it more possible for them to engage with the financial system in a way that maybe wouldn't have been available before, either with, you know, bank accounts or trading opportunities or just a whole world of financial products opens up when You can have a phone that is, you know, as you say, close to top of the line anyway, if not being completely brand new. But you know what we can see now in the market: phones that are two years old are. You know, more powerful than what we would see in 2011, 2012, what we could even conceive of in those moments. And so certainly getting more phones into more people's hands, I think will be really interesting and do some great things across the ecosystem. So let's take a step back and talk a little bit about the current supply chain. You mentioned that there are, I think you said seven middlemen in the transaction right now. Can you kind of just talk us through what this supply chain is doing, how it's functioning right now?
1: Well, I, I would I would start by saying it's absolutely dysfunctional. It is. It's sure. uh, uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> the fact that there are seven people touching that uh, that device, adding uh, you know margin to it and uh, and time and uh, just, just handling and whatnot is uh, is absurd. And that's that's sort of our our the, the principle that guides us to to build uh, the Tesla B ecosystem. So to give you a, a, just an idea of one of the potential uh, sort of flows that a, that a device would have is. If you want to go and purchase your brand new uh, you know iPhone twelve, you would usually go to either the carrier that you deal with, you know the or the horizons of the world, or you would go to the uh, to the Apple store and hand in your your used phone in order to get credit towards the purchase of a new one. At that point, you're going to get X amount of money for that phone, which is uh, substantially less in in averages about one hundred percent less that that phone is ultimately going to be sold for one hundred percent. so that's the Delta that is covering all of these inefficiencies. Then it'll be touched by all of these middlemen that do some value to it. They add some value to it. A lot of them don't really add that much value. They just buy in bulk, take the problem away from, uh, you know, the large uh, operator or the large uh, manufacturer, and then start, uh, you know, grading those phones and dividing those phones, reselling those phones to smaller uh, resellers, and uh, and ultimately they get to uh, to uh, to end-to-end consumers. But each one of these steps is, is, is really sort of a, a, a duplicating uh, what, what the previous one did. There's, there's no transparency in terms of grading. What does it mean for a phone to be in pristine or A or platinum condition? There's no real knowledge from the buyer side. So part of the role that these intermediaries do play is bringing some trust. So if you go and you purchase a used phone from a known retailer, you know, if you go to Amazon and purchase it on Amazon, you know that they're there. You know that if something goes wrong, there's a, there's a company, uh, to back it, what we're proposing is that technology actually does that. So the fact that the technology is available and and we are building and leveraging uh, existing technology as well, what we're going to do is allow the buyer to deal directly with the seller, and bridge that trust gap through the use of technology.
0: Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I think it's obviously the way you kind of lay it out there. It certainly is the opportunity for disruption. There, there certainly is a chance to um, add, in, er, add efficiency to the equation for sure. So you're looking at a couple of different tech solutions. How, how does technology solve this problem? I mean, where, where are you going to apply it and what types of technology are you guys using?
1: So we're using several pieces of different technology and we're actually building also sort of the, the, the platform that, uh, that cements all of the different uh, pieces. So just, just to name a couple, uh, one of them is diagnostics. So for many, many years, both manufacturers as well as large distributors and large uh, remanufacturers of mobile phones have uh, used diagnostics technology whereby all of the used phones come into warehouses. They're connected to a computer and the computer runs this software within each one of the phones and basically tests All of the functionality, or the main functionality of the phones, to define what is working and what is not, Uh, and then they make uh, you know decisions based on what's the what's the quality of of the phones. What we're doing is we're really bringing this technology into individual users. So our um, uh, solution includes a a mobile application that the seller would download and then run that diagnostics, which is exactly the same as uh, you know industrial solutions uh, will do, and then that we are using uh, a a, a blockchain platform to actually create a, a ledger with that information. So we are grabbing that information, the result of that diagnostics and putting it in the blockchain. Therefore, nobody can mess around with that. And then the buyer on the other hand, they will download the exact same app, run the exact same diagnostics. And when the diagnostics, when the two results match, that's the moment that the transaction, that the, that the um, monetary transaction takes place. So the money from the buyer is also utilized a, a smart contract uh, uh, on the blockchain, which basically think of it as, a, as an escrow account. So the money from the buyer goes into escrow until the buyer receives the phone, runs the diagnostics. Once they match, then the money is moved from the escrow account into the seller account. And that's it. The transaction is done. So again, using technology to uh, to bridge the gap of trust, uh, both on the on the condition of the phone and on getting the phone that you're actually being uh, being offered, and also on the payment uh, of the transaction of the transaction itself. Further, we're creating a blockchain platform uh, where we will have multiple data on devices, so we have traceability and knowledge of the condition of all of these devices, so people can. Sort of a take advantage of the value of this. This this think of it as an asset. It, it, year after year, the the value of these phones is increasing dramatically. I mean, uh, I I don't think you can get a brand new top of the line phone today for less than a thousand dollars. In general, brand new phones are being financed and released uh, by different companies at the point of sale because they know exactly what it is. What's the condition of the phone? Is you know it's brand new with uh, with a Process that we're following and the information that we will make uh, available and that we will have available on mobile devices, on used mobile devices, I think we can also tap the value of those four companies that are interested in, uh, in financing that second or third uh, transaction that is happening with.
0: Yeah, maybe an interesting opportunity there for somebody to uh, take advantage of um, looking at financing for this market. And obviously, um, I'm a firm believer in the value of blockchain and and putting things on. And this seems like a really good way to utilize that technology in a way that's, uh, that serves a really good purpose. So um, I think that's that's really interesting as well. Now, I am curious. I want to come back because there is some tech required, if I'm on the receiving end of a phone, I need to be able to do some um, kind of diagnostics on it myself. You mentioned that there's a, that I'll need to be able to um, engage with the platform a little bit there. How do I do that? So, so I guess this couldn't be a first used phone, or I'd have to have some other means of kind of verifying and, and kind of going through the, that, that back end of the transaction as the, as the buyer.
1: It 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 actually is open for any phone. So uh, uh, today we, we actually just a couple of weeks ago launched our uh, Glide uh, marketplace, and uh, that's that's one sort of the first um, consumer-facing site, uh, uh, e-commerce site where people can uh, uh, that is enabled by the entire Tesla V platform, and where people can actually start interacting on a very user-friendly. We're not we're not you know high-tech uh, complicated whatsoever. It's super user-friendly. So any phone that you have. You know, sitting around, I, I, I encourage you to uh, you know, look in one of your drawers because we all have a phone sitting around. Uh, you can download uh, the, the Glide Connect app, which is basically this diagnostics application that we were uh, talking about, run the diagnostics, and automatically you can list that phone in the, uh, in the Glide Marketplace. Any buyer can go in, look at a phone. That phone, the blockchain record of the diagnostics of that phone already exists. So the only thing that we need to do is purchase that particular phone, and that's where the process starts. So once the buyer receives that phone from the seller, so in this case, if you are listing, you would be shipping that phone to the buyer, let's say me, I get that phone, I download the exact same application, run the diagnostics, and boom, that's it. The transaction is uh, at that point complete.
0: Wow, I mean that sounds fair enough. And as you were talking, I do remember actually that I have a phone in a drawer myself, which is uh, you know, just sitting there just gathering dust. And to your earlier point, you know, if I were to go and trade it in, I think I would get something like 20 bucks or something like that, is is about what it's worth as far as uh the, the official channels are concerned. But looking at what that phone can do. Um, I, I don't doubt that it could be worth substantially more than that in the right hands. So this is, this is a really interesting uh, proposal, a really interesting platform that you guys have here. Um, and and I think it's a market that we haven't seen, or at least I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about. But I can absolutely see how it's ripe for disruption and and what some of the long term implications could be if we're able to really ease this process a little bit. Um, and, and I know we are about out of time, but I just want to quickly end because talking about this before we actually pushed record here, you mentioned. A long-term vision for how we uh, consume technology in in the mobile phone space. And I think you were saying that your your long-term vision is that we probably won't be buying it. that'll instead be more of a lease. Can you just expand on that thought as we kind of bring the episode to a close here?
1: It, for sure. you know we, we when when we were looking at to uh, to Tesla and building uh, this entire uh, platform and ecosystem, one of the industries that we looked at that had uh, sort of done this uh, to a certain degree before is the automobile industry. So if you think about it many years ago, you would go, if you wanted to buy a pre-owned uh, uh, car, you would go to, you know, those uh, used car lot on the corner. Then the industry itself realized that they were letting a lot of value sit around there. It, it, so they, they started, the uh, industry, uh, you know, leaders started getting involved in it with, you know, certified pre-owned and, uh, and whatnot. So... Uh, and, and if you look at it now, the fact that they know exactly what is the condition of that device, and you know, with the, the launch of, uh, of products like Carfax uh, that basically provide that uh, that historical information of a particular automobile, we're basically doing the same with uh, mobile devices. So rather than going out and spending $1,200 every year to purchase a brand new phone, what if you just lease it with a guaranteed, if we already know what the residual value of devices are going to be within one year and two years, and there's a marketplace that is thriving out there, and the only thing you need to do is to verify the condition of that device, let's say every quarter, then the data is updated in such a way that any financial company can come in and look at it as any other asset that is out there in the hands of, uh, of uh, users, of you know, whomever, or the public, uh, and they just continue leasing the device from one uh, user to another. So uh, that, that ultimately, I believe, it was, is what's going to happen because that will also enable the continual uh, improvement on the mobile phones, which is amazing. I mean, the amount of functionality and capacity and intelligence and, you know, new stuff that is coming into mobile devices is brutal. It, but that also obviously affects the price and therefore limits the, uh, the, the people that can have access to it. I think if we look at it long term and we think that all of these devices are going to be leased, uh, it basically just reduces the, the, the barrier, uh, you know, the entry barrier uh, to the majority of the company.
0: Sure. And hearing you describe it, I think it's a, it's a compelling case that you're talking about There, we've seen the pattern unfold in other industries. So, um, well, I appreciate the time you've taken to chat with me today, Flavio. Thanks again. And a lot of food for thought here. So, um, you know, the company, again, is called Tessa B. This is Flavio Mansi, their CEO. Um, and this has been a really enlightening conversation.